Hey, I'm Matt Lintz. I play Henry on The Walking Dead, and this is The Walking Dead cast. Hmm? Ah! Oh. I don't think Henry looks at himself as a hero. I think he just wants to do the next right thing. And to him, that's helping someone who's being treated unfairly, like Lydia, even if it goes against the opinions of others. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. We got a little special bonus episode for you. I, uh, You know, we haven't done a lot of interviews lately, but um, I've been wanting to get back into doing them and I especially felt compelled to try to get this episode's guest Matt Lintz on. Matt, of course, plays Henry and as you guys know, well, there's been a lot of kind of talk about Henry over the last several episodes of of The Walking Dead. And as you know, he's one of my favorite characters. So I really wanted to get Matt's perspective on all of everything that's been going on with Henry. Also, Matt's really interesting because you guys might know his sister Madison played Sophia and his brother, his little brother Maxon played young Henry. So it's kind of an all in the family type deal. So it was really fun to hear about that. And as you'll see, Matt's just a great guy. So without any further ado, here's Matt. Hello. Hey, it's Matt. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? I'm great, man. Enjoying life. Good. Thank you so much for coming on. Really glad to have you here. And I just want to start off by saying I'm really digging what you're doing on the show. And I think the character's great and you're you're doing an amazing job playing him. So glad you're on there. Thank you so much, man. Also, the show has been so good this season. And I wondered if you knew that Rotten Tomatoes actually ranks Walking Dead season nine higher than any other season of the show. Um, I, I That is new to me. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> it has like a 93 and I think season one has like an 89. Oh, oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Isn't that great? So do you think that there's three episodes left? I think after those have aired, is the Rotten Tomatoes rank going to stay that high? Oh, 100%. 100% is going to stay that You're high. excited about what's coming up? Uh, no, I'm very excited. I, I think the fans are going to love these last two episodes. They're, they're some of the best of the season and, uh, just shooting them and reading over them when I was filming is it's just so cool to see it come to the screen. Awesome. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Well, so I have a lot of questions about, you know, things like how you got the role and how it's been for you being on the show and all that. But I want to get right to the matter that's been on people's minds that our listeners have come down on two sides with Henry. Some fans seem to see him as kind of foolish and naive. And some like me think he's admirable and he's a hero who has strong convictions that he stands up for. He's right about Lydia being a good person in a bad situation and, and he wants to help her. But I want to know what's your take on Henry as far as all that goes is he a hero is he naive is he a bit of both oh he's uh he's definitely a bit of both I, I would say his upbringing he was you know is very sheltered despite the world he lives in and you know but going out and seeing the real world he doesn't have a lot of experience when you think about it uh which is the very definition of naive I know but mm. 
I also, you know, I don't think, I don't think Henry looks at himself as a hero. I think he just wants to do the next right thing. And to him, that's helping someone who's being treated unfairly, like Lydia, mm-hmm. even if it goes against the opinions of others. Yeah, he has a really strong sense of right and wrong and wanting to do what's right. Even if somebody intimidating like Daryl doesn't agree, he's just going to go for it. Yeah, for sure. I, I just think he's very straightforward with how he wants things done. And he, he's, I guess you could say he's a hero, but I don't think Henry looks at himself as a hero. Okay. I'm sure he's been influenced big time by being raised by Ezekiel and Carol. It feels like he got a lot of Ezekiel's optimism and, and idealism. Would you say that's right? I would say that's exactly right. Um, before the time jump episodes one through five, Henry's obviously very young, but at, during that six-year time jump, he really starts to get in, to know Ezekiel and Ezekiel's that father figure in Henry's life, just like Carol's the mother figure, and he definitely gets a lot of the character traits from both of those characters, which is kind of cool, because me coming into the show, just being able to implement Carol and Ezekiel into this older Henry's been awesome. Yeah. I got some questions from some of our listeners here. Um, Laura Willie Swink says, young Henry was a bit vengeful and murderous. How do you think Carol and the King turned Henry around to become such a respectable teenager? And would you like to sometime portray Henry's darker side again? Um, you know, I with the vengeful and murderful murder thing. I think that was all off adrenaline, really, because when he was younger, uh, when he killed Gavin, I don't know. I think the incident when he killed Gavin was was kind of an idealist, instinctual move that was kind of followed by remorse, really, and a realization that what killing another human was really like, you know? And I, I think that really turned him around, along with some of the good parenting over time by Carol and Ezekiel. And portraying the darker side, I, I'm not sure about that. I, I think it'd be interesting, but I don't think that's who Henry is. I think Henry represents a light in the darkness of this apocalyptic world. You that's know? awesome. Yeah. That's, I didn't think about it that way, but that actually was a turning point for him to kind of go another way. Huh? The thing with Gavin. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about, you know, this whole scene in this most recent episode where Henry's fighting the whispers and using his staff skills that he got from Morgan. He's obviously can be fierce, when he needs to be, but how does he look at that kind of a thing? Well, I, I think he wants to see the good in everybody, but obviously there's going to be bad people in the world of this horrible, horrible world that has taken place. And people like Beta and people like Alpha or any people like Jed and the people that wanted to steal Carol and Henry's stuff, he wants to see the good, but once he knows it's not there, he's ready to defend himself and attack if needed. Ready to act. And just on a technical level, how was it for you to film that episode and get some action like that? What, episode seven or six when I no, when no. came along? The one just aired. It was where Daryl... Oh, I know what you're talking In the building? Yes, yeah. Oh, that was, that was so fun. Uh, just before I even started filming, just reading over the, the Daryl and, and Beta scene... That just got me pumped and exhilarated. And obviously the uh, the scene with Henry where he knocks out that whisperer and just going over the physicality of it all was just so fun and going to choreograph that. We actually choreographed that on the day. So uh, that was fun with the stunt coordinator and mm-hmm. the stunt people just doing that. Are you doing a lot of training with that 
what do you call it? A staff or what? Both staff, staff, anything like that. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing a lot of like regular training with it? Um, really, it was all before I started shooting. So in the summer, I went up to Sonoy and really dug into the bow stuff and, and how to really use it. And I went over a lot of stuff like choreography and all that. And then we'd later implement it into like the fight scenes. Like you saw this past Sunday, some of the stuff was stuff I went over months before, uh-huh. you know. It must be really just kind of satisfying to be able to learn how to use something like that. Oh, it's so cool because it's such a it's such a different weapon that you don't really see in um, The Walking Dead. Obviously, Morgan he used it, but really, it's usually guns or, or knives or stuff like that. But a bow staff, you know, that's pretty that's pretty cool. I, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to get back a little bit to Henry and Lydia. So uh, it's clear that Henry thinks you know he's doing the right thing, protecting someone, but also that he has feelings for Lydia in particular. So I was wondering if you thought what if Henry was in the same situation with somebody else? Maybe it's a guy who's being abused like that, but otherwise all the same things. How would his reaction to that be the same or different? Well, with Lydia, I think it's it's more curiosity than anything. You know, she's lived on the outside and, and has never met, he, Henry's never met anyone else who has. And after hearing her story, he empathizes with her. And I know there's feelings with uh, for her, Henry has, but um it doesn't really occur to him not to trust her, even though she's part of this animalistic group, as she said. I think he just feels a connection, mm-hmm. not maybe necessarily feelings until I think he feels feelings for her when he takes her out to Hilltop. But before, he just wants to help someone, okay. whether that be a boy, a girl, you know, just listening to her story. And, you know, Daryl was really, really rough with her. And he, Henry, just being the person he is, I think he just wanted to help her. Yeah. Yeah. And then something happened at some point in there that deepened his feelings. Yeah, for sure. I think when the feeling started happening was when he actually saw her and took her out to Hilltop and really got to know her well. That's that's what I'd say. And you know, that moment where he let her out and kind of turned his back on her and she was going to grab for that hammer. That was the only time where I thought, okay, Henry, this is maybe a little too vul- making yourself a little too vulnerable and trusting, even though you believe this girl, she's obviously confused. So she might, you know, do something yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, there's, I think there's a weak point for Henry. There's moments where he gets too trusting, like you just said, but he always wants to see the good in people. And I think Lydia, she has a very long past with the whispers and her brutal mother that, I think she's a good person, but there's also still parts of her that she's learning about and wanting to get better. And there's also like really dark parts about her still. Yeah. That's a lot to overcome. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like in that moment, actually, that was a pretty key moment for both of your characters because she, that's when she realizes being out in Hilltop and hearing the baby that everything she's been told about what life can be like in the apocalypse is a lie. Right. So that just kind of turned her around right there. Yeah, I think Alpha Alpha lied to her pretty much her whole life, and that communities like Hilltop, Alexandria, the Kingdom, all those communities she didn't think would be possible. And once I took her out, and or Henry took her out and showed her what really could happen, and that it's not the zombies or it's not the Walkers' world; it's really the humans. They just got to rebuild it, you know. Yeah. So you and uh, Cassidy McClincy, who plays Lydia, are the Romeo and Juliet of The Walking Dead right now. Would you say that? <laughs> Yeah, I, I said that before. I think that's really what it is because you have 
two opposing groups, the Whisperers, and then Henry being with, obviously, Alexandria and Hilltop and all those communities. But it's definitely Romeo and Juliet, I think. <laughs> so did you two get cast together or did read together to check your chemistry, anything like that? Actually, no. I um I didn't hear about her character character till like a week before we started shooting her stuff and I or our stuff really. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool to. I heard about the love story that was going to happen previously, but I didn't really know who got cast. And just meeting her, it was so awesome. She's a ball of energy, and really, we just clicked from the get go. And the scenes we've had have been awesome. Yeah, you guys are really good together. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, man. So back to when you first started playing Henry, when you first, you know, got the role and everything, how did you first figure out what kind of guy he is and did the showrunner Angela Kang help guide you with that? Uh, Angela Kang, yeah, we, we definitely had conversations, but really um, it was talking to my little brother Maxon about the role, you know, and what he did with Henry previously as a younger Henry and what I wanted to do, uh, to do with the role over that time jump. Cause I think that the key was the six year time jump and how much Henry's matured, how he's changed, how Carol and Ezekiel have impacted his life mm-hmm. and just overall his, his view on, on this apocalyptic, uh, apocalyptic world. Really. I'm really curious about what kinds of things Maxon said that really helped you helped inform how you were going to play the character. Do you remember anything specific? I don't remember anything specific. All I know is he was just really, really supportive of me wanting to do the role. And I didn't want to do it at first. Why not? Well, he wanted me to do uh, I just didn't want to do it because if he didn't want me to do it, you know, right. I, I didn't want him to be uncomfortable. I didn't want him to be sad about it. But he was really we had a family meeting about it and he was the most supportive. And at such a young age, it's just so cool to see my, my little brother being this supportive and this mature about it. That's great. How old is he? He's 13 now. Okay. He's, he's really young and I don't think I'd be able to do that at <laughs> a young age like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I, I, I took from him was the bow staff because he was always great with it. He'd come home and he'd really practice his, his routines with it. And Henry over that time jump obviously got a lot more skilled with it. And I needed to make sure I was up to par with my little brother. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it justice. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting that, and I'm sure most listeners know, but maybe some don't, that um, your sister Madison played Carol's daughter Sophia, and Maxim played a younger version of Henry, and so it's kind of like a, a family affair for you guys. You have another sister, Mackenzie. <laughs> yeah, Mackenzie. Is she feeling left out? <laughs> um, You know, she's not feeling left out, but I think if she wanted to go on the show i think we've reached our length limit as oh, we say. No. But, <laughs> that's funny you know i don't know anything can happen you know yeah one of my friends said they should do like a 20 year time jump and have your dad play henry <laughs> <laughs> so, i've never heard that but that'd be, that'd be awesome <laughs> you know the time jump i feel like uh this story with Henry and the whispers is really important to the show right now. And they already did a time jump early in the season, but then they did another longer one. And I kind of wonder if that longer one was kind of for Henry, like it was necessary to get Henry aged up. And that's why the show did the time jump like that. Do you, did you ever think about that? I've actually really never thought about that. Um, 
I think maybe partially, but I also I think it's for the other characters like Michonne, Daryl. All the all these characters have grown over these six years. I think mm-hmm. the, the second half of the season it's it's really intriguing because the viewers want to know how Michonne's changed, how Daryl's changed, sure, what those scars are all about. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. And you'll see that uh, this next episode. It's yeah. gonna be great. Awesome. I can't wait. Okay. Uh, let's see. Now I want to talk about, you know, Carl, like, do you think that fan devotion to the character of Carl who has Henry storylines in the comics affects fan reaction to Henry at all? Um, a hundred percent. And I, you know, I don't fault them for that. You know, I think Carl was one of my favorite characters too. He's one of the best on the show. And his death was one of, if not the most devastating of the entire series. I literally cried watching mm-hmm. that, that scene. And, um, you know, it was it was kind of daunting to step into that storyline. You know, but at, at the end of the day, um, I have a job to do, and I'm, I'm doing my level best to Henry and do this character justice with the material I'm given. Rada Denmark is one of our listeners. She asks, how do you see the two characters, Carl and Henry, diverge in terms of personality, upbringing, and decision-making? Um, you know, Carl was not as sheltered as Henry has been, um, but Henry had the benefit of growing up in a, in a more well-oiled, apocalyptic machine in terms of how early he learned to defend himself. Because Carl knew a world, he barely knew a world before the apocalypse, but... Um, Henry was born into the world. I think that's all he knows, so there's nothing to hold on to in the previous world. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> now, you mentioned, you know, it was daunting to step into the role, but you, you're, you're a professional, you're doing your level best, and that's clear to see. But I wonder, did you meet Chandler and talk about any of this stuff? Oh, no, yeah. I've, I've known Chandler for a long time since my sister started on the show. Um, our families are actually, like, really good friends, and we talk all the time, but the last time I saw him was before there was any idea that I would even be on the show, but I'm seeing him really soon. So I, I, it's going to be so awesome to talk to him again and about, about Henry and Carl. And he's such a, he's such a great guy. And I can't wait to see him because I'll, I'll see him overseas soon. So that'll be, that'll be so fun. Yeah. I'm actually going to be there too. I'm moderating some panels at Walker Stalker London. So I'll see you oh, guys awesome. out there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Super it's going to be great. I think you're going to have a, a panel with Cassidy. Oh, really? I, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. I'm putting together the schedule right now. So if that's cool with you, I think it's going to be you, Cassidy and uh, Ryan Hurst. Oh, I'm a hundred percent down for that. That'd be such a blast. That'd be cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm jumping around a little bit here about your family. Did Madison who played Sophia, did she have any advice for you? going on to the show, just kind of knowing the environment of the show and everything? Actually, not really, not necessarily. Obviously, she was so happy for me, but it had been quite a while since she had been on the show herself. Yeah. And, you know, I had more conversations with Maxon about it. That makes sense. Because yeah. I really wanted to do justice to what he had begun. But obviously, I'd been on set previously. I'd been on set all the way back on season one and two. So I, I know... I'd known a lot of the cast, like uh, Norman and, and Melissa. So it's uh-huh. so cool to kind of keep the family legacy going almost, you know, and be in this character all these years later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listener Lucy Hinney, she's also a guest host on the podcast sometimes. She's from Scotland. She says, I really want to know if your family ever has Melissa McBride over for dinner as she's been like three of your mothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. 
No, actually, we we need to plan that though. Like, yeah. Two mothers, you know. I got my mom, and then my my show mom or our show mom, you know. But uh, we've known Melissa so long, and she's so nice. She's the sweetest woman ever, and having the chance to work with her and and Carol and Henry, that relationship, it's been so fun to to form. Yeah, that's great. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I I pretty much asked everything I want to. Is there anything else that you want to say to the fans? I don't know because I'm kind of scared to say anything, but. Just know that this season it's it's great, and that these these last three episodes are going to be really really good. Awesome! And I can't wait for the, the the Walking Dead world and all these people to see them. You know. Awesome! Thanks a lot, man. That was great. Appreciate it. No, thank you so much for these yeah. awesome questions. I, I've had such a fun time. Good, and uh, I'll let your mom know when this is out on the podcast in case you guys want to listen. And I will see you in London. Okay, awesome! I can't wait to see you, man. Take it easy. You too.